Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, the marriagiest show in our history with guest Jackie Cation. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, wedding celebrity. Man, is this the first instance of, uh, of a different nickname? Yeah, I think it is. In the, in the 10 plus years, we've been using these stupid nicknames. <laughs> Man, this is, you're just doing this. As, this is kind of just a new Coke strategy. Yeah, where you're gonna you're gonna bring in this new nickname that is uh, apparently gonna wedding celebrity. Know, yeah, that is gonna connect you to a new generation of uh, of listeners. Right. And then the old faithful are gonna complain. And They're then gonna go, rebel. And then you're gonna go back with much fanfare. The thing is, is a lot of people liked Coke, and the reality of the situation is nobody likes Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Yeah. You know, it's just just familiar. That's all it has going for it. Sure. Um, We have a a lovely guest on the program uh, this week. You know her from the world of stand-up comedy, uh, from the world of podcasting and internet radio, where she is the host of uh, uh, the Dork Forest uh, program. Um, She's doing some crazy moves behind her (laughs) pop filter. That's it. I got a pop filter. You guys, this is a classy organization. Jackie Cation. It's a pleasure to have you here, Jackie. Thanks for having me in your studio. You know, I mean, look, you can do all the crazy moves you want. I would say that maybe they're kind of whack-a-mole-esque. If I was to characterize your moves, it would be from, uh, it would be, they would be (laughs) like that old arcade game where the moles pop up and you have to whack them with a hammer. No one should whack me. There's no whack. No, no. There's no. I know hairs. that arcade game. What's that called again? Whack a mole. Whack a mole. What's whack a mole? Oh, it's uh. That's a, it's it's, a... Oh, it's Defender. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you know what Defender is? Yeah, that's Galaga, right? It's also whack a mole. Gotcha. It's also Joust. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, we're just having some fun on a beautiful evening here in Southern California. Um, hey, guess what? Hmm. Uh, I went. I flew to Seattle, Washington. Sure. Maybe you've heard of it. I have heard of it. It's in the Pacific Northwest. Sure. Birthplace of grunge, I know. Um, it's like a tidy Portland. It's a lovely place. Seattle yes. really is a lovely place. Very much so. One thing that's funny about Seattle is you see a lot of people walking around that look like they live in Seattle, but then you remember that your conception of what a person that lives in Seattle looks like is based in 1994, and then you remember that it's not 1994 now, but that person does look like your conception from 1994 of what a Seattleite might look like. The Land's End catalog, it never goes out of style right up there. <laughs> That's all. It's all working out for them. There's, a, there's, just, a lot of, there's just a lot of kind of um, just general alternativeness. Okay. Not indiness. No. Okay. Let's be clear. You'll find your indiness in Portland. Sure. Okay. And, and I'm sure there is some indiness in, in Seattle. I'm not suggesting there's none. No, no, but you'd have to look for it. I'm saying that there's alternative in Seattle still, whereas it, for the most part, died off in 2002 in most of the rest of the country. How would you characterize the beards? 
Um, I, you know, I was surprised <laughs> at how few beards I saw. Really? So you would maybe characterize them as sparse? Yeah, re- inf- infrequent. I mean, I and I certainly didn't see a lot of your Portland beards. Sure. The beards that I saw were a relatively neat beard. Hmm. A uh, tiny beard. A tidy beard, not um, not a mountain man beard, as you might say on you might see on a uh, someone in Portland uh, or Brooklyn uh, or our friend Graham Clark from Stop Podcasting Yourself. Okay, not a not a bushy, majestic beard, not a beard <clears throat> that you could use as Graham Clark has uh, this past week uh, to paint paintings. Do you think that we're going towards? Um, I I feel like the bearded youth movement here, uh-huh. here in Los Angeles is the BYM, right? <laughs> the, yes, uh, is just maybe it's did you see spreading. By, did you see by the way the ribbon I have tied around my upper arm that says BYM? BY, it's the kind of support that you show people, yeah. and I think that's lovely. Hey, I'm out on the streets. We will be heard. You will be heard. It's but I think that maybe the untidy beard will be coming back. Well, because it might have started in these smaller places, but I think that L.A. is really committed to the bearded youth movement. L.A., well, here's the thing. I mean, I think L.A. is a relatively unbeardy place if you compare it to your other uh, hip places in sure. America. I think if you compare Los Angeles mm. uh, right now, even Silver Lake, if you compare that to a Brooklyn, if you compare that maybe to San Francisco's in, Mission District. Austin. Yeah, in Austin, Texas, uh, your Madison, Wisconsin's. Um, you're looking at less beards in Los Angeles because it's a uh, the Los Angeles aesthetic is a is is more tied in with is it continues to be tied in with expensive T-shirts. There is a commitment to expensive. <laughs> There's oh, I saw the skinny jeans still coming, still happening. The skinny, skinny jean jeans. is, and I I can't bear it. It's brutal. It's brutal. I don't. Here's the thing. Look, I, I, um, the other day I saw a television host, Tim Gunn. Right. On the Conan O'Brien program. Um, he was, he was charming and pleasant as always. As always. I guess I've never seen a television program, but, uh, I've seen him on television. He seems like a nice man. And he made a point that, that echoed so strongly with me and my own sentiments that I just wanted to go through the television and give him a hug. Which is this. If you're 16 and you're like some rock and roll guy or whatever, or a rock and roll lady, wear those skinny jeans. Uh, you're some weird skinny kid. You know what I mean? Like your body, sure. you got that weird skinny body. You got to have the weirdest of all skinny bodies. And, but, you know, but I'll pl- the reality is that plenty of people under the age of, let's say, 20 mm-hmm. have that body. Okay. I mean, frankly, I was I was very skinny when I was 16, 17 years old, like to the point where people were worried about me sometimes. Right. But would you have worn the skinny jeans or would you have stepped away from the skinny jeans? Now, I was not a rock and roll. I was never a rock and roll guy. So I never would have been one to wear skinny jeans. But I had peers who wore skinny jeans and they looked f- fine. I mean, it still looks kind of bad, but it it's not like uh, I, I don't find it to be an affront. You see what I'm saying? I think it's fine on a teen. Uh, they have they can they can carry it off as well as it can be. It will never be aesthetically attractive, but but the combination so skinny jeans and frowns okay on teens, right? Well, the the combination of the sort of general uh, charm and sassitude of a teenager mm-hmm. uh, and the p- potentially the body to carry it off, I think, overcomes the fact that it looks bad on everyone. Right, it does but, not look good on anyone. But when you're an adult. 
and you're not the front man of a band, <laughs> um, it really, the, the charm is missing, and thus the fact that it looks horrible on you is like quintupled. And Tim Gunn also, he, 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 he stated that as well? well. Yeah, and I'm right, Tim Gunn, that was Tim Gunn's rule. I was like, oh, great, Timmy, we're, we're right here. That resonates with me. I'm, Be- I'm, with, I'm with you. Because here's the thing, like, just, just wear normal. I mean, you can look cool. <laughs> yes. It just doesn't have to be gross. I don't want to see, because I see too many men. Frankly, and this is more an issue with men for me, uh, maybe because I find the female form more attractive than the male form. But, but the I, but the female form with rickets, it's a little too, too hot. Um, but the, my my concern is these gentlemen that I see. You're 28 years old. You're 15 to 20 pounds overweight, <laughs> and you're wearing skin tight jeans, and it's just fucking gross. I don't want to see your dick, and I don't want to see the weird parts of you that are coming out in weird places on your legs. My father has uh, the the skinny. He's seventy two. He should also not wear a skinny jean. He could carry it off. He's a dapper, dapper guy. Uh, but he, the last time, when, I think it was the last time I saw him, he was wearing a, a jean denim de- jean shirt uh-huh. that he had cut the sleeves off of. <laughs> and he was wearing jean shorts. Was this for comfort or for ease of wood chopping? Why did why did he remove the sleeves? We should explain. Jackie's father from, is a woodsman, uh-huh. and I'm from Wisconsin, so it is a chic chic moment when you are in your 70s when you're going to take that denim work shirt and you're going to make it your own. Sure. And so it's 8:30 in the morning. He has uh, he's wearing that and jean shorts that he made himself. Too high, Daisy Dukes. Uh-huh. Right. You can see the pockets, uh-huh. and the jean material matches on the two. And it's, I was like, where have you been in this outfit? What is happening here? How's it going? So he and, looks maybe like a Cuban prostitute. Right, right. That's what he, he said. He was fishing, and I said, for men. Oh, sure. That was, that was the punchline. <laughs> but luckily, he, uh, he will laugh at himself. So uh, he said, now why would you say that? And I said, because you're dressed like a gay rave. That's a gay <laughs> rave outfit, right? Sure, I mean. I mean, we, we're, we've all been to a gay rave, a right? A gay rave after a rodeo. After well, it's a, a themed, gay rodeo. They do have gay, they've got gay rodeos, right? I'm not mistaken sure. in thinking that. Can I make a? I no. I, this seems like a good time. I want to bring this up on the subject of expensive T-shirts and rodeos. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I recently wore Spent a lot of money on a T-shirt at a rodeo. <laughs> right, but it's worth it <laughs> because I feel good now. Um. Uh. I was in. Uh. I was in Las Vegas for work recently. And uh, we uh, we made a little something on the MMA awards, the mixed martial <laughs> arts awards. Uh, just I don't want to talk about this too in depth, uh, but I feel like I should mention uh, that at the MMA awards there were typical award show things going on, like comedy pieces. Uh, but the show opened with a parody version of "We Didn't Start the Fire." But the lyrics were all changed, uh, so it was things that went on in the world of MMA that year. <laughs> what? It's like, it's like, why wouldn't you want to talk about that for the next two hours? Uh, because I, you know, I think on, the only reason I don't remember enough specifics for it right, to be funny. Right. Oh. It was just stuff like punch in the face, choked him out against the ropes, <laughs> knock him down. Um, can I ask you who hosts the MMA awards? Is it Joe Rogan or is it no? The you know, only and I other just, option I can think of might be like Dave Coulier. Yeah, like uh, it's one thing or the other. I just assumed it was going to be Rogan, but it was not. It was a famous. 
MMA guy, the one who was in The Expendables. I forget which one that is. Um, but the one who had two lines but was on all the posters. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Uh, Good call. And a bosomy woman. Okay. Whose credentials were unclear. Uh-huh. Her bosom. That was yeah, it. I think that, that was probably that the was credentials. She brought yeah. it to the table, yeah. my friend. Sure. Um, but while we are there, we also did something on the National Rodeo Finals, which were also there. Uh, and the funny thing we thought to do with the rodeo was we dressed up as rodeo clowns. We put on clown makeup and then like expensive t-shirts and just acted like assholes. Uh, this was the funny interview bit that we did. Right. Rodeo as rodeo. opposed to rodeo. Yes. Pronounced differently. Yeah, so like a rodeo drive in Beverly Hills. Yes. Right. There you go. The did famous you, shopping boulevard. Sure. Did you ever say that you, 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 would, uh, you grew up in Houston? You should have said that because that would have been an East Coast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Is that a douchey Coast. part of New York? No, no. It's just it. It spelled like it spelled. You know how ro- rodeo oh, sure. is spelled it's like just rodeo. another place and pronunciation situation. Yes, and it's a it's a Western one. Yeah, it's a sort of a cowboy because <laughs> it's Houston Street in New York. Um, but it's spelled like Houston. Sure. Why wouldn't you say Houston? Um, but we bought for the bit jeweled T-shirts. Like we went to bejeweled, a, bejeweled T-shirts. Very nice. Um, and we went to a store in Las Vegas that sold these things. It was it, it was like the asshole store, right? Uh, <laughs> and these were it was it's called shirts with dragons. Yeah, the, I mean these were like bright yellow and pink shirts. You know, with with the most mind blowing eagles and indecipherable text. And jewels everywhere. They're very Curly ex- Q letters. Very and- expensive too. These guys, the ones we bought were like forty bucks, but I mean there were hundred dollar t shirt options in this place. I uh, like the commitment to comedy. You're willing to spend it. Well, you, we it's a, we expense it. Right. Yeah, I, I was well, not. That's I was not, the best part of it. I was not so committed to the <laughs> to the rodeo clowns joke that I was willing to dip into my own uh, bank book. <laughs> Did Bank you get book? pants too, or no? No, we were just wearing. You went with your regular pants? standard pants. Standard pants. A standard pant into your bank book, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to reach That's into ridiculous. my bank book. You paid with green stamps. Sure, right, exactly. Um, the jewels on these shirts started to fall off basically immediately. <laughs> basically, we we put them on and that's what the extra sixty bucks is for. Yeah, Jordan. maybe nice. it's just maybe it's it because made... we got the forty dollars shirts and not the hundred dollars shirts. But better glue, better toddlers making them, all of it. <laughs> right, a higher quality of fake jewel. Yep. You pay the hundred, you get the under seal. Yeah, but I'm wondering, is <laughs> this ironing. these guys who wear a jeweled T-shirt? What must the maintenance of these shirts be like? <laughs> do you have a kit to where you reaffix the jewels if they fall off? How do you wash a jeweled T-shirt? Did it come with a little baggie with extra jewels? No. Like extra oh yeah, yeah, right. That would have been nice. <laughs> no, there were no nice. spare jewels. But does it just take it to your asshole tailor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Chad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it it, ro- it 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 brought up all sorts of questions about jeweled shirt maintenance that I have been uh, obsessing about ever since. I I think um uh I think it's the it's the problem is you you got the cheap one. Yeah, is that if, I hope I I I hope it's as simple as that. And if I was, you know, a beefy guy who had a lot of neck, and I was actually buying, and I was actually putting down the hundred bucks, then that jeweled shirt would be would stay jeweled, right? But 
I, I wonder, you know, I, I never see a beefy guy with a lot of neck hand washing things. <laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what I think has to happen with a bejeweled shirt. You yeah. See the, you see the beefy guy with a lot of neck at the at the uh, grocery store. He's just got he, he's just got one item. He's in the express lane. It's wool light dark. <laughs> <laughs> protect his dark colors. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Wa- just a capful is all you need, Jordan. <laughs> but if there's any a holes or former a holes in the uh, in the listening audience who have had a jeweled shirt and want to call in and talk about jeweled shirt maintenance, uh, I mean, I'd, lo- I'd I'd love to hear I'd love to hear all about it. I'd love to hear about that too. Sure, forward that call to me. Two zero six two zero six nine eight four four fun the telephone number to call JJGo at maximumfun.org. We will have more with Jackie Cation. It's Jordan Jesse Go. We'll be back in just a second. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, wedding celebrity. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Jackie Cation, confused uh, bystander. Yeah, she she gets it right away. She knows she's supposed to make up a stupid name. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I did. <sighs> Improv, it's my life. Jordan, we need to talk, we need to uh, remember to bring in to the, into focus from time to time the fact that we're aware that these are stupid nicknames. We it seems, realize that? It seems self-evident sure. to us mm-hmm. because we've been doing, we've been using these stupid nicknames for 10 years. Yeah. But someone samples this program... And then they write an iTunes review, and it focuses on (laughs) why does that fag think he's America's radio sweetheart? Mistake one, reading reviews. Yeah, I know. Jiminy Christmas. Anyway, I'm just having some fun. You know, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year. Did you guys know that? It is at that. It is a beautiful uh, time of the year. Uh, Satsuma season. Yeah. Satsuma season. I went to the grocery store and purchased some Satsumas. What are Satsumas? That's America's finest citrus fruit by far. Not even close. Nothing comes second. No. Like a, it's a distant second. No. What is it? A persimmon uh, matched with a yogurt? What is it? You're thinking of, <laughs> you're thinking of persimmon yogurt. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. of. Satsuma. You're, uh, thinking, Satsuma. you're thinking of gogurt. I'm thinking of uh, Sasuke, who was on the t- uh, the movie Ponyo. So, <laughs> no. Wow, I don't know. This is some sounds to me. Yeah, um, I didn't care. I don't know. I know we're supposed to love all that guy's movies. Miyazaki. I know they're they're fucking magical and hand drawn. <laughs> I I couldn't stand that stupid thing. Ponyo. Yeah, that's because it's made for three year olds. Yeah, I know. I know it was, but it was kind of presented to me in that way that like, oh well, here's. Anyways, you're right. You're no, right, the, uh, Jordan. Here's Valley the thing. Of the wind. Here's the thing. A person that tells you <clears throat> that it's. It, it, that it's for grown-ups too, when it's not for grown-ups, it is never to be trusted. Sure. And people who tell you that you're going to love something in that insistent way makes, I don't know about you, but uh, no, I don't want to like the wire now. Because <laughs> you're so off. mad at it. You're yeah. going to have to. I'm going to, exactly. I'm going to have to, and I'm going <clears> to <throat> have to watch all 300 episodes. I uh, don't want to. Jordan, are you, um, have you had any Satsumas this season? Uh, I've had quite a few Clementines. Uh, I've had a few cuties, uh-uh. uh, but I don't think I've had a Satsuma proper. Look, 
I love my wife and all. I think, Jordan, you can verify that I love my wife. <laughs> I just listed a few kinds of fruit that I liked. Did not call your nuptials into question. Look, do, do I or do I not love my wife? You do. My beautiful wife. She's just in the other room. I, I couldn't love her more. Sure. This stupid woman. You sometimes randomly leave the room to fuck her. <laughs> this stupid woman in the middle of the show. thought she brought home Satsumas the other day. And it was a bunch of fucking clementines. Oh, boy. Uh, I almost divorced her. It's a, what you're saying is that it's, a, it's, a, it's, <clears throat> it's an orange-like citrus. My wife, is, my wife is not stupid at all. My wife is very bright. She has a law degree. I was just joking when I said that she was stupid. Right, right. You're going to want to backpedal. Much. You're going to want to undo. I'm backpedaling undo. right mm-hmm. now. She, she would understand. I just don't want anyone to think that I'm actually ever mean to my wife. I'm no. very, very nice to my wife. She deserves it. Um, but she did bring <laughs> she did bring home some clementines, thinking that they were satsumas. And Jackie, just to bring you up to speed here on the satsuma, please do. Let's talk a little bit about some of its best characteristics. Um, <laughs> Can we talk about my favorite squash after you, this? You're, you're looking at a small tangerine. <clears throat> okay. Um, you're looking at, at the literally the most easy to peel citrus fruit out there. Okay. Uh, there is no is easier that part to of the peel. Draw? Part of the draw. Oh, undoubtedly. All Who, right. Nobody likes peeling citrus fruits, but True. I I kind of like peeling a satsuma. It you can <laughs> peel because of the ease. Not only can you peel, not only can you peel the whole peel all at once, uh, but it's almost like it's almost like it's already separated from the orange from the from the meat inside for you. Right. So it's a kind of just, hover peel. It's almost <laughs> it's almost like you're just opening the peel up. Right. That's how that's how convenient this peel is. Right. Jackie, this is the convenient peel. This is the convenient citrus fruit that you're talking about. And and what about the taste? What are we what are we talking about? Hold What's on, I haven't even, hold oh on. Oh my gosh! All right, hold on before we get to taste. I've gotten ahead of the game. <laughs> Jordan, Jackie, when you're eating a citrus fruit, <laughs> because by all means, let's lengthen this this part of the show. <laughs> well, let's stretch this it out. It sounds fascinating, Jordan. I'm going to have you on my. <laughs> we look. We about. talked about this once three years ago. I still get emails from people that I changed their lives. Sure. It, they're delicious. Um, okay, so what do you hate most about once you got that fruit in your mouth? A lot of the fruit tastes good, right? What part doesn't taste good? Are are, are you panicking about the membrane? Is that no, what's I'm not talking about membranes here. Okay, I'm talking about Seed. seeds. Seeds. Nobody wants seeds. It breaks the flow of the citrus eating. Wow, you would have hated the Garden of Eden. What is happening here? Okay, so the seed is really driving you. Do not care for the seed. So right. what I'm looking for is a citrus, no seeds. And certainly, look, a clementine probably doesn't have any seeds. Right. I think that whatever my wife brought home didn't have any seeds. A lot of things can happen, no seeds. Look, it's little. It's a convenient size, uh, a clementine. It is, but then we get to the flavor. Is the Satsuma about the size of a clementine? Just you're curious. looking at it about the size of a clementine okay. or a cutie. It could be confused for a cutie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, lighter color. May, okay. That's the main the main thing you'll see. A light and, orange. And I feel like, like they look a little dirtier when they're in the store. A Satsuma? Yeah. A Satsuma has, I would say, a more vivid color. Okay. <laughs> a more vivid color, but it definitely, you're right, it does look more dirty. Sure. It's not a shiny uh, citrus. I think that's yeah. It's part of part of the charm is that maybe the 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 cutie looks almost almost manufactured. It looks like maybe they're all they're all kind of equal. So the, the satsumas have like a little a... more character. They're a little Earthy. dumpy. They're They'll... a little dumpy looking. Okay. They'll leave a leaf on. Yeah, and the, often they like the to leaves leave are a leaf on. on. Often the leaves are on there because they're hard to take off without opening up the peel because the peel is so easy to open. The flavor of this thing, Jackie. The flavor of this fruit. 
this is the this is it's like an explosion of flavor inside your mouth. Here's the thing. An orange flavor? It's a it's like um have you ever had like a really good tangerine juice? Not an orange juice, but a tangerine juice. <laughs> I think so. I you know, think it's I know a little sweeter, a little sweeter, a little bit, a little bit fuller flavor, a little bit tangier, um, both than, than a. The, I'm leaving your now. Usual I gotta orange go get juice. some satsumas. Yes. Um, that's what the the flesh of the satsuma tastes like. It's a flavor explosion, and this is a brief season. You got to get in and get out. I got <laughs> some satsumas today. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I got satsumas today because usually you're looking at the last week or two of October through the first week or so of December. The farmers have to pick them all before those hot tub snow monkeys steal them all. <laughs> you know those hot tub snow the monkeys? The Japanese ones? Yeah. Yeah, sure, the ones that are always begging for food. They love to snatch those right out of the trees. They like to relax in the hot tubs out there in Japan. They do. Of course, those, those park deer, the ones that they're walking around, those little tiny deers oh, that are walking yeah. around in Japan, they sure. love those satsumas too. <laughs> oh, boy. There's a lot of competition. Yeah. You guys know a lot about what's happening right there, just loose, loose animals in Japan? This I, is, I did not know. This is a fruit it, that only... This is based on several Japanese dreams I've had. <laughs> <laughs> this is not based on... This is not, this is not fact. I have not watched a documentary. <laughs> I will just occasionally have a Japanese dream. Um, I... I uh, this these are only grown as I understand it in California and Louisiana. I'm talking about Jordan's Japanese dreams. Okay. <laughs> um, no, California and Louisiana. I may I mail order them. And from what I understand, this year there were big problems with the Louisiana crop. Mm. Why do you think that is? Uh, these are these are not a these fruits are not known for their hardiness. Right, and there was some trouble. And, they and there that, was trouble down there. They have there. that crooked that crooked New Orleans mayor. You're talking about Hurricane Katrina. I am in um, or or. Or uh, the oil thing. They usually they, the th- the issue is that they usually grow them in the Superdome, <laughs> and so when they move the people in there, so it doesn't matter. It's a climate controlled environment, all, and they uh, the 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 trees were all crushed while the sexual assaults were taking place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then it snowed, and the roof fell in. Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. Um. So uh, anyway, I'm just really excited because I thought that I, I genuinely believed this is probably the most important thing to me. Produce wise, in, in the last month and a half, in a given year, yeah, okay. no, in a given year, there's no other. Oh, there's not another. No, look, my, my, if you talk to my, if you call, if we got my mom on the phone right now, she'd want to talk to you about persimmons. Where did you grow up? I grew up in San Francisco. Okay, so you grew up here in California. So in you've California, known this. in the breadbasket of the nation. Okay, so uh, really? Yeah, sure. Okay, and then. I get America's pretty excited. Uh, I get pretty excited when thin asparagus season rolls around. <laughs> oh, you like those little skinny asparagus? I do. Huh? I really like those skinny asparagus. I can't stand it. I will not. I won't eat a fat asparagus. Really? Yeah, they're, they're I just woody. won't eat them. They're woody. Just won't eat them. Oh, I like all asparaguses. They're gonna make my pee smell funny. It's great. <laughs> sure. Anticipation of the pee is fun. Right, but you know, I'm just gonna. I I will eat green beans until the skinny asparagus season rolls around. No, there's nothing wrong with green beans, uh, Jordan. There's nothing wrong with green beans. I didn't say there was. You can go green bean. I like a I like a uh, a winter squash. That, speaking of a mm. short growing system mm. season, there's a, something called the sweet dumpling squash. Oh, sweet oh. dumpling oh. squash. That sounds like a hell of a squash, Jackie. It is a hell of a squash, people. That's uh, one of those things you order at a restaurant, and it's actually a little bit of brain, right? <laughs> well, and what, <laughs> you try to order it, and what's happened is, is they hand you a carnival. 
That is not what you're <laughs> oh. looking for. It's much like the Satsuma in the fact that things look like a sweet dumpling squash, do not mm. taste like a sweet dumpling squash. Oh, so they're running a hustle on you is they're, what you're saying. Yeah, there's, it's the old, They're pulling the old sweet dumpling squash. The old switcheroo with the squishy squash uh-huh. and uh, the sweet dumpling squash need, is the way to go. If you want to run that con, you're going to need a long man and a short man. <laughs> And you're gonna need a you're gonna need a head start on me, Jackie Kishin, because I know I know uh, things about uh, I know things about the squash season. I enjoy a squash. Anyway, I just want people to know, especially if you live on the West Coast, Satsumas are available to you right now. It is the tail end of Satsuma season. Um, shit, I've got some in my fruit bowl right now, and I'm inclined to go eat some. But if you're eating them. And you're approached by a Japanese hot tub monkey. Just leave the Satsuma. He will kill you. It's a murderous creature. Yes, absolutely. No remorse. And they go right for the genitals and throat. This is something we learned from Jordan's dream. (laughs) And don't fight it. Don't fight it. It's like a carjacking. Just let him have it. Yes. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, marriage celebrity. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Jackie Cation, uh, troubled guest. Troubled? Just troubled because I, I can't come up with I, I I want something like uh, I want something catchy like you guys. We do have we do have really catchy nicknames. It's pretty sweet. Mm, they're very catchy. We got catchy hooks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we wrote that um, uh, we're Bruno Mars. So we wrote all those Bruno Mars songs. Sure. I was trying to think of the name of that new famous butt lady. Who's that? The famous butt lady. There's a famous Kanye West. Suzanne Summers. There you go. (laughs) And her famous thigh master. Who's that famous? There's that new. Nicki Minaj. There you go. She's not really famous for her butt, though, is she? I mean, that's. She's an African-American lady, if that's what you mean. That's why I. That's kind of racist that you would say that. No, are, but this is not a, this is not butt. like a this this is an unusually unusually robust butt. Right? She's a lovely woman. No, I hey, I am bringing it up in the context of I I did a pretty reasonable I spent a reasonable amount you, of time Google image searching her butt and thought it was great. Okay. Fair There's enough. Now, I mean, you, I still think you're probably racist. I'm certainly racist. Right. <laughs> I'm prejudiced against, against so many races. But you're racist primarily against the Portuguese. Yeah, absolutely. Goddamn Portuguese and their explorations. I'm just saying, let's look at some Google images of her butt. Was it attached to her body, or did they had they surgically removed Fuck it? Fuck if I know. It was just it was a close-up shot of the butt. I was just looking at butt pics. Is it okay if I get off your beloved subject of Nicki Minaj's butt and bring... Oh, you get to talk about tiny seedless oranges (laughs) indefinitely, (laughs) and I want to have one... Uh, one conversation where I remember butt pics that I've liked recently, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm the bad guy. Intellectuals. Well, fine. I'm sitting here with a couple of intellectuals. Let's bring it. Um, I want to bring into the conversation. Noam Chomsky. <laughs> Sorry. We've got Noam Chomsky on the line from the Massachusetts <laughs> Institute of Technology. Noam, what's going on? <laughs> Chomsky, you're about to do one of our famous funny phone calls. <laughs> um, uh, Nate, how are you doing there on the telephone line? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, thank you. Now, Nate, we, uh, we spoke with you last week on the program. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Um, uh, Nate, maybe you could tell, since Jackie wasn't here last week, maybe you could let her know what, what we discussed. 
Uh, I called in um, to propose to my girlfriend, Jenny. Over the radio? Yeah. We're not on the radio. <laughs> over the so, more Jackie, low-rent situation. Jackie, oh, this oh. is worse than radio. <laughs> over the pre-recorded show, that, is she, she, was she there? No, no, it was a surprise. So she, the plan was, okay. she listens to our show every week. Oh, okay. She's a big fan of Jordan Jesse Go. Only God knows why. <laughs> is Nate a fan because as it's well so good. just her? Or she just, she's into butts. Sure. Uh, Nate, are you, you, no, well, Nate, we, we alluded before we went on the air to the, that we did our whole last segment about Satsumas, and Nate instantly recognized it from past, <laughs> so past segments about Satsumas. Also a fan. <laughs> So, so we've it was done just gonna be multiple like... segments yeah. on that. That's a recurring theme on our program. <laughs> so, so you essentially you called up because you knew that she would hear it, so, sort of like a, a jumbotron kind of thing, or, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in fact, it was a part of a segment on our show where we invite people to jumbotron style share their personal messages sure. on the program. Oh, and she's lovely. a groundskeeper at a uh, AAA baseball field, so she <laughs> usually listens to the show broadcast. Uh, out over the loudspeakers while she's sweeping up the diamond. Right. Okay. So that comparison she, is more apt than you know, Jackie. She and she and Nate actually met uh, as members of a sausage race. <laughs> sure. Um, I think Nate, if I remember correctly, you you were a brat. Of, That's right. Of yeah. some kind, and she was a Polish. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Nate, I under, as I understand it, you have uh, Jenny on the tele, on, Jenny sitting in in the room with you. Do you think you could pass the phone over to her? Absolutely. Okay, let's let's talk to this poor woman. <laughs> Jenny, hello. Do you, have you seen a picture of Nicki Minaj's butt? And what do you think of it? No, I have not seen that. Oh, check it out! It's great. Okay. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan has his yes. own ideas for what this segment should be about, Jenny. <laughs> I have to apologize for him. He no gets worries. he gets something in his head, and yeah. especially if I don't give him something to fiddle with, he'll get something in his head, and he'll just go on down that road. Where's my paper clips? Um, Jenny, we have our, our friend uh, Jackie Cation is here with Hi, us. Jenny. Hi, Jenny. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. What team do you groundskeep for, <laughs> if I might ask? You have not heard the other part of this conversation. Yeah. It no. was all very humorous. Look, there was a lot, there were a lot of lies have been spread. Oh, my God. You guys, I continue to fall. Did you th- all right, I'll be over here. You thought that she really was a groundskeeper. Why wouldn't she be? I'm not a sexist. I'm a little <laughs> racist, but I'm never sexist. As long as the Portuguese keep away from <laughs> groundskeeping. Oh Man, they're taking all the jobs. Have you, ever seen a, <laughs> have you ever seen a Portuguese try and make turn grass into a checkerboard pattern? They can't do it. <laughs> Too busy trying to circumnavigate the goddamn globe. Um, Jenny, it's too busy having multiple stinging tendrils. <laughs> I'm thinking of a Portuguese man-o'-war. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you, Jenny. <laughs> Nailed it with a fish joke. And we're gone. Uh, uh, Jenny, okay. And technically, a, port- a man-o'-war is detritus. <laughs> is it? Well, because they, they, they're... They are slaves Wait, to the current. That's a detritus is a category of undersea creature. Yeah, well, I mean, it's anything that just is is at the whim of the ocean. Because I think it, I think a, a jellyfish in the man of war counts as detritus. If it can't swim against the against the current, yeah, it's essentially the same as uh, the plastic that holds a six pack together. Right. This I is like all that detritus. You call it detritus. I, that's an excellent use of the word. I would have called it loosey goosey. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I would have said. Lucy goosey fish fish. It's a Lucy goosey kind of fish. And uh, but detritus, huh? Yeah. Anyway, Jenny. Let's um, get back to your life. Let's let's get back to the most important thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so Jenny, do you do you is do you actually listen? You listen to Jordan Jesse go every week without fail. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you, there's something about this program that you like. It, there is. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, who are we to judge? Right? Well, we recommend butts for people to check out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Who would? How would you know about the hottest new Kanye affiliated butts? If you didn't <laughs> listen to Jordan, you would still be following that Amber woman that he's been dating with the blonde, the short blonde hair or the no hair. Uh, you wouldn't know about Nicki Minaj if it weren't for this program. This is true. Um, so, but, so have Amber, you ever so, heard of Nicki Minaj, Jenny? Can I just ask? Well, I have now. Totally, I've <laughs> never heard of her before in my entire really? life. Really, she's yeah. a very popular rapper. Right. Big deal. She's okay. a big deal. She's a, actually, I'm still listening to Big Daddy Kane. Hey, so I'll, I'll, I want to say something for Nicki Minaj. Uh, in <laughs> addition to apparently having a handsome rear. Took us. Uh, she's also a gifted rapper. She's a very good rapper. With the rhyming and the talking uh, and the Absolutely. And the, the rap songs. Yeah. yeah the as they're hell. called. Um, you, know, you, would, you would know these from, from Big Daddy Kane. Sure. <laughs> Little Eric B and Rakim. Let's sure. do it. Let's go. Um, so... Let's get back to you, Jenny. <laughs> and again, the most important thing that's ever happened to you. Right. Um, so we, we heard last week on the program your sweetheart's, um, uh, your sweetheart's declaration of his love um, and a request for marriage. Uh, under, what circumstances, uh, under what circumstances did you hear the segment? Um, so... So what happened was last week was pretty busy for me, and I like to watch, listen to the show kind of all together, so I need to make sure I have a block of time available. Right. Got to cancel so, a few appointments. Right. <laughs> so Martha, uh, can clear my schedule. There's a new Jordan Jesse go out. Right. <laughs> so that unfortunately didn't happen until about Saturday night, and uh, Nate was working in the house on his computer, and I was kind of you know, putzing around and doing laundry. Another and wild Saturday night for I a Jordan Jesse Go we're, fan. We're really crazy <laughs> like that. And, um, yeah, so I was listening to the program. and uh, Now, was, were you listening on headphones or? I was. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was listening on, on my headphones and, you know, heard this extra special guest and, you guys said his name was Nate, and he said hello, and I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like hey, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then once he said he was in North Carolina, I was definitely down. I knew it was him. So For I a went. second, you were maybe hoping it was Nathan Fillion, star <laughs> of Castle. Right. Right. And that fire. You were like, excited. extra special guest, Nate. <laughs> it's got to be Castle. You thought it might be Warriors legend Nate Thurmond. <laughs> I don't have a Nate. God damn it! Damn it! <laughs> mm. You're fired, Jackie. All right. Um, okay, so Jenny, so I'll get some sets so you didn't even you didn't even initially recognize your sweetheart's voice. Just just in the initial moment, yeah. So what did what did you think was going on when we started interviewing him about you? <laughs> well, I I was a little confused at first. Um... You know, by the, by the end of it, I had kind of caught on, but but uh, <laughs> nothing gets by you. 
right? But yeah, it was really sweet. It was very, very sweet. Did you? So you were both in. You were both in the house at the same time. Right, we were. Did you? Did you like? Were you wearing headphones or listening to it on a on a computer or what? Yeah, I was listening on my headphones. So then I actually, when I figured out it was him, I I went out where Nate was in the living room, and I was like, "Hey, you're talking to Jordan and Jesse." <laughs> So we, we listened to the rest of it together. What did he What did he look like when when you came out and and you had you, you had recognized his voice on the show? Oh, he was just kind of smiling. <laughs> would you Would you characterize it as a Mona Lisa smile? Maybe. L- like he had a little secret. <laughs> a little, yeah. Did definitely. he know that you were listening to to the show? I don't know. Did you know I was listening to the show? No, he didn't know I was listening to it. Because the because what's terrifying about this horrible plan that he had, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ill conceived plan, sounds <laughs> fraught with peril. Is you you're mo- most likely to be like on a treadmill or something, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, the podcast kind of maybe functions like uh, the radio or the TV rerun or something like that, where it's kind of something that people have on and it's comforting and it's familiar, but you can kind of tune in or tune out. At will, and you can like. Let's say the host starts talking Satsumas. Sure, you're gonna want to tune in, right? right. Your Take ears careful prick up. notes. What's that? What's that? Citrus recommendations. Take off your pants and prepare your lotions. <laughs> and you, you could have been listening to it not on headphones and like gone into another room during yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Been, and he would have, and Nate would have just assumed that you had heard it. And didn't want to marry him, but we're just playing it cool. <laughs> right. So we I don't think you would have assumed that. We probably talked to, we probably talked to Nate about how wonderful you are for uh five minutes or so, right? Like it's a pretty solid five minutes. Yeah, it was a while. Um were is this was this a proposal first of all, was this a proposal that you were expecting? Um, well you know, eventually in the near future I was, you know, kind of expecting something, but certainly not in this venue, so... Uh, well, granted, that, it's a terrible venue. That, <laughs> that a bad idea. I think we all agreed. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. I mean, that's what made it so great, was it was a total surprise. Okay, so um, there was this long discussion of how uh, wonderful you are and how much in love the two of you are. Right. Um, and uh, w- what was it like when, uh, when you heard him uh, ask the question? Yeah, like I said, it was just very sweet, very heartwarming, and um, yeah, I was really excited. Did you pause the podcast after that, or did you listen to the rest? <laughs> we, we, we listened for a little bit, but then we <laughs> then we paused. <laughs> yeah, to go have sex or whatever, right? Or answer. Did you answer? <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I did answer. <laughs> D- did he have the ring on him, or? No, no. Are you going to get to pick it? No, we're um, we're actually going to use my grandmother's ring. And oh, come um, on, look at these two. So uh, I do like the idea of going out to pick it, though. You get out to those orchards, you know, <laughs> you get to see the leaves, <laughs> and we're back to Satsumas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fight off the snow monkeys <laughs> <laughs> to get your beloved's ring. Um, so, Jenny, I think people have probably figured it out. But what was your answer to the question? Oh, of course, it was yes. Oh, that's fantastic! Have Yay. you guys have you guys told your uh, told your families and whatnot? We have, we have. <laughs> no, I they're going to do that on Never Not Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, Nate actually told 
my parents and his parents after he talked to you guys last week. So they knew all last week and, uh, you know, were waiting. Very waiting for you to listen to the, to the damn podcast. Right. <laughs> I, I have to ask you a question, Jenny. Yeah. Obviously, God bless you. You're on board with this horrible idea. Um, I think it's – honestly, I'm certainly touched and honored that the two of you have this bad idea and <laughs> seem to be sticking with it even now that it's already happened. Definitely. Um, God only knows. But you guys were both, again, for some unknowable reason, on board with this thing that we're doing here into these microphones. Right. Um, I can only assume that your parents aren't big Jordan Jesse Go fans. Well, so I have to tell you that before I listened to the podcast, I think I was driving my mother crazy. And we were talking about some, some something about podcasts in general. And she was saying how I've, you know, now turned her on to all these podcasts, like Jordan Jesse Go. Ah. I said, Mom, you do not actually listen to Jordan Jesse Go. And she said, Yeah, I do, I do. So I'm still not really sure if that's true or not, or if she's just trying to get me to listen. Hi, Jenny's mom. <laughs> but you should interview the entire extended family every every episode. Yeah, now. just that's do one, right. just Find nail one per episode listening. up to the wedding. Yeah, well, you definitely got a lot of new listeners from from last week, at least from hmm. my friends and family. So, so were, were your were your friends and family and parents were they like were they actually? Were they comfortable with this? Yeah, I think they were They were cool with it. They were excited. I think they knew I would be, you know, happy and excited and up for it. So Better than at a comedy club. This is, I mean, it's <laughs> a, right. you, you go see a live show and then go, in the middle of it, in between the third dick joke and the fourth dick joke, I want to ask her to marry me. It's <laughs> mm. a terrible right. idea. Has that happened? Have you seen that happen before? I've uh, Dozens of times. Wow. In the last 20 years, people Jeez. have lost their tiny lizard minds. <laughs> Seems like a bad, it doesn't seem like a great place to do it. No, no. I can it, think of a few worse places. I mean, what's worse? You're looking at prison. Probably worse. <laughs> Podcast certainly. Sure. Top of a Satsuma tree. Yeah. Nobody's paying attention. No, they're all they're all gorging on those delicious fruits. <laughs> um, Jenny, man, I can't I can't even begin to tell you how um, uh, how honored we were uh, that um, that you guys that you guys chose this as the venue for this incredible important thing in your lives and. <laughs> Um, gosh, I think I, I just wish you all the all the best. Well, thank you very much. Do you guys have a? Is there a date? Is there an estimated date? Um, we're shooting for June, but but we don't have classic a, June wedding. Yeah, classic yeah. destination cut. destination. Oh uh, no, we're just going to do it near where my parents live. So shrewd destination Virginia is not sh- that exciting, but <laughs> but uh, it's a lovely state. It's nice. It is nice. We, but uh, yeah, so we don't have any any hard and fast plans yet, but we're working on it. Great. Hey, given the venue, can I recommend uh, a war between the states theme? <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> brides so sure brides family in in blue, uh, <laughs> groom's family in gray. Well, it'd have to be the other way around. Nate's family's from Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. oh okay. And his slogan could be reconstruction. It could happen again at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Well, Jenny, we, we sure appreciate you taking the time to talk to us again. And, and uh, all the best. Thank you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. You just say, look at this. It looks like I made a big joint out of this Satsuma leaf. Jordan. <laughs> it looks like a tiny yes. asparagus, a really skinny asparagus. Yeah. That's what it really Ooh. looks like. No. Jordan, this is not a place for your Satsuma spliff. Sorry. Let's put this away. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a report on uh, television while I was out of town. Uh, nutmeg, the next dangerous high for your kids? <laughs> Question right. mark. Local television news. Is the most embarrassing thing. It really when I is. see it, it makes me embarrassed to be a human being. You know what I think it is, and maybe this is a trite observation. Stop me if this is a trite observation. Yeah. Um, but it seems to just function in the way, like you know how teenagers like to watch horror movies because they like that amped up feeling that they get. It seems like this serves the exact same function for the the doddering, the doddering elderly. <laughs> Like it yeah. just it's just it's fun to get worked up like while you know right like well, teens will watch a saw movie to get thrilled in Los Angeles the people who do it it's like they're sort of b they're like b quality like I don't know in San Francisco the people who host the news the news shows they're sort of like a b quality version of the network nightly news host sure uh, here in Los Angeles the people who host the local news shows are like a b quality version of Mary Hart. Sure. Yeah, there are pe- yeah, people who people who would uh people who would leave the news in a second to host Access Hollywood. Yeah, Mario Lopez. Sure. Right. It's basically you're just the show's being hosted by Mario Lopez. It's because been... LA LA News is mostly entertainment anyway, right? So maybe that's what the I guess. And then there's the you know, do Skittles cause V D kind, yeah, of, kind sure. of teaser thing and then you find out they don't. They all it, it never does. But like I hate I hate, 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 hate uh, Nancy Grace and Court TV and the fear thing where 98% of, according to television, Law and Order SVU notwithstanding, mm-hmm. uh, 98% of the men on this planet uh, apparently wish to diddle small children and rape people. Sure. Uh, I'm they're, willing. They're, they're uh, just all day long sexting oh. their four locos. <laughs> Wait a minute. When you say men on this planet, are you talking about the whole planet or just Portugal? Just Portugal at this point, but right. I'm just, I'm willing to go. That's where all the child diddlers are. That's where they are. But I'm willing to go the exact opposite and just say 98% of the, even the bad guys, even guys that are kind of tools or jackasses or people who, who are violent. Uh, I, I have made terrible life decisions and followed men into dark, dark alleys for <laughs> booze and pot. And every single one of those stories end with me not being raped or killed. Do you get, but do you get the booze and pot? Yes. Nice. Because, because most of the men that I've ever met in my life spend their big portion of their time hoping that you're going to have sex with them. And then at the end of the night, if you don't, they're like disappointed. But it, it's very much they a. Don't, they oh, don't rape. Sure, but they Oh, did. that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you. I mean, and that's all, and that's it, you know? They take out their anger on uh, on Halo characters. Right, right. They like to go to World of Warcraft sure. and start beating up the mayor. I'm uh, high on... <laughs> I don't know if there's a mayor. The mayor of Orkville, yes. <laughs> we know that popular character. I'm high on Nutmeg. You're high on Nutmeg, Absolutely. Sure. That's why that whole Satsuma thing happened earlier. Oh, just that's, your that's nutmeg just the buzz. nutmeg talking. Yeah. The, you know what? Uh, you should roll a will save. What? No, I'm sorry. I went D&D <laughs> on you for no reason. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, no reason it's to go okay. D&D. Earlier, Jordan made a spliff out of a Satsuma leaf. Uh, oh, I dropped it. 
I've talked about the time my my math teacher in high school told this story about smoking a spleef, right? Sure. <laughs> okay, I thought I had. <laughs> I found a big bag of pot once in uh, in Silver Lake in a, in a unisex single seater bath- bathroom. Oh, that sounds wow. great. And I don't smoke pot because I fall asleep, so uh, I decided to turn it into the lost and found. To be fair, oh, we good. all fall asleep. Because I thought, well, yeah, but do you fall asleep like and then wake from up the under pot? A, you mean? A, yeah, yeah, seven oh. to nine. Minutes. I thought you just meant that <laughs> each day general. eventually. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. I so what did congenital the, sleepiness. So what did the lost and found guy say when you turned in a bag of pot? It was almost like a quarter ounce of it was a it was a pretty big bag of pot. Someone had obviously gotten stoned and forgotten their pot. Sure. So I take it up to the front counter, and there's a guy working the but register. Is this a coffee shop? Yeah. Okay. Like the coffee table or something like that. Okay. And um, it's a hipster kid. Working, oh, sure. It's got that. It's got that big back room. Right. Need a ten dollar burger. Yeah. Okay. I know. Okay. Sure. So uh, I take it. In, I take it up to him and I was like, "Hey, do you guys have a, a lot?" I thought it would be funny, right? To right. mix uh, with the it's keys. A delightful. And the, sure. And the mittens. Yeah. It was. I, I was creating a, a, a little story in my head. Yeah. And so I, I say, "Do you guys have a lost and found?" And he's bored. And he goes, "Yeah. What'd you find?" And I hold up the bag of pot, and he grabs it out of my hand, holds it underneath the counter, and goes, "You don't want this." My first clue. <laughs> my first clue that that is never making into the box. Oh, I. Um, what if uh, someone came? She's like, uh, can, "Can you describe the bag of pot that you've lost? We have a few." My favorite thing is he said, "So do you want like a free sandwich or something?" <gasps> <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I do. Turkey, little Swiss. I'm on board, buddy. Sure. Yes, yeah, sandwiches. That's what I'm into. Right. I will trade found <laughs> drugs for hey, sandwiches. Hey, what are you into? Sandwiches. Yeah, sandwiches. <laughs> My shit for your shit, right? <laughs> hey, uh, Pro sandwich. Meet, Somebody, me, uh, meet me up back at five. I'll give you an ice blended. Somebody <laughs> put a pretty sizable, uh, put a pretty sizable uh, a bag of pot in uh, my mom's mailbox at the junior college where she teaches. Like her, her, her store school mailbox? Yeah, like, like her school mailbox. Sure. Yeah, well, I don't Weird. know. The, the heat was coming down and somebody was like, hey. Professor Thorne is cool. <laughs> She's no narc. She'll enjoy She's this. She's no narc. <laughs> um, she thought that was pretty amusing. One time, one time, Rick Overton gave me a bag of Robin Williams's pot because uh, he was going to get on an airplane. He didn't want Robin Williams' pot to uh, go to waste. He figured if it belonged to Robin Williams, it was probably pretty great. Yeah, sure. sure. That guy's um, got some disposable income. And, and Rick Overton, uh, comedian Rick Overton. Uh, he Friend was, of the people. He was kind of pissed at me for not smoking pot. Oh, that's He seems... was kind of upset with me about it. Um, he, la- he later went on to give, give uh, me and Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather, a lecture about legalizing pot at the pot legalization sh- benefit show we were performing at. Sure. So what'd you end up doing with the pot? I, get, I, you, get, you pass I brought it on? It, you yeah, pay it forward? I was, I was at a, a comedy festival, which will go unnamed, but sure. uh, you people could probably guess by the fact <laughs> that it was in Robin Williams' hometown. Okay. Um, but I was at a comedy festival. I brought it in and shared it with other people. Needless to say, it's not difficult difficult to find someone who smokes <laughs> pot in the staff of the comedy festival. It's true. Um, hey, I want to talk about something uh, important that I did. Yeah. I you married Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. <laughs> Jordan, no. we have to save I'm Port sorry. Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. Uh, I do want to talk about it, certainly. Absolutely. But I want to talk that's, about... Well, that's what we call an evergreen. Yeah, exactly. This is timely. Yeah. Um, America is just growing more and more in love with Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans with each passing week. It totally sounds like a PS3 game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's a, a movie. It's a wonderful movie. Okay, well, let's talk about the that. That someone thing. needs to make a video game out of. Sorry. 
I uh, was in Seattle this right. past weekend because I was officiating a wedding. Wait, mm. you married the peoples? I married the peoples. I went on, I used internet to, uh, uh, to make myself a, a minister. And then I uh, married uh, two people uh, uh, at the, who requested it based on uh, this very program. Oh, my God. So fans of this show of George said, Jesse Go. I want... To be fair, Jessie. a fan and a beleaguered wife to be. <laughs> a good sport, yeah. I believe she's called. Yeah. A battered woman, yes. <laughs> <laughs> married into it. And, and you married them. I married them. In, in fact, here's the thing. I think if you think of hiring a podcaster to conduct a wedding, and I mean, granted, am I a podcaster slash public radio host? Yes. But basically, I'm a podcaster. And their interest was podcasting-based. Okay. Um, You think of the kind of wedding that has a barbecue afterwards, right? Right. Very very simple. Or whatever stormtroopers eat for dinner. (laughs) 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 Yeah, space rations. (laughs) Hey, what do they eat in the world of Star Wars? Have you ever seen them? Do they eat stuff in Star Wars? Jackie? Uh, that is... You, Dork that, Forest Podcast? Exactly. <laughs> I am your go-to on this, and I have not. Uh, I, I have seen... Uh, I think I saw Mark Hamill. I think I saw Luke Skywalker uh, sitting at one meal, and it was in the very first movie that was made, A New Hope. Yeah. And he was at a meal with his mother and When you uh, say A New Hope, aunt. you're referring to Star Wars. I am referring to Star okay, Wars. Yeah. Star Wars 1. <laughs> Star Wars 1, in my opinion. But uh, 4, A New Hope, according sure. to everybody. Sure. Who cares too if much? We're, if, we, if, we're, uh, if we're going by the opening crawl. <laughs> right, which, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on board. But th- that was the only meal I ever saw, I huh. think. Yeah, I feel like I've never seen him eat anything in Star Wars either. When, when, anyway. uh, when, when, they, when Darth Vader takes, uh, Luke, uh, takes Han Solo's uh, lightsaber, I feel like they were about to have lunch. Like okay. when Lando Calrissian sets him up for the trap in the Cloud City. Okay. I feel like they enter sort of a boardroom that looks like they might have had lunch like if they there's... were friends. Huh. So, but I don't think there was no food there. Anyways, I, I have seen Star Wars. <laughs> pretty, pretty good, huh? <laughs> That's, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Sure. Um, anyway, uh, so that's a, that's it, certainly you're expecting either uh, the kind of wedding that takes place in a public park, mm-hmm. um, or the kind of wedding that involves, you know, Star Trek uniforms or sure. what have you. Um, this. Uh, was what you might describe as a classy wedding. Mm. Martha Stewart classy? Like fancy pants? It, it was not... I mean, it it was in Seattle. So it was not like a... It wasn't like a preppy, like, northeastern wedding. You know, there, were, there weren't a lot of, like, uh, 20... Hunting dogs. T- <laughs> I was, was going to wa- say 20-year-olds 20 year, 20 in, in uh, uh, khakis and blue blazers. And reptiles, you know, <laughs> it wasn't that kind of scene, but or like old old guys in red pants. Um, but it was it was a, it was uh, I would say a sophisticated wedding. About a hundred guests. It was in a, a converted brewery, a former brewery that had been turned into just kind of a beautiful sort of industrial style event space. There was a lot of there was a lot of like dynamic lighting inside and like uh, various draperies hanging from the rafters. It made it seem more wedding-y, excuse me, than that description would suggest. Right. But it was like a, it was like a, what you would call a high-class wedding. And um, it was in the evening. It was dark outside. 
um, a well-dressed crowd, uh, tuxedos, uh, beautiful gowns. Yeah, I was wearing a tuxedo. Hey, They did bring it up a notch. Try this on for size. I'm, I was wearing opera pumps. Mm. Um, <laughs> lifts? Mm. With lifts? To no, make you no, seven feet tall? There's no lifts in there. Okay. <laughs> so. um, it, was a, it, it was a beautiful <gasps> thing, and um, I have to admit, uh, I was pretty terrified. Just because now, did you have to? Did they write the? Here's vows? here's what they did. They I asked them. I don't know. Look, I'm no Ebeth. I'm no Jordan Jesse Go super fan Ebeth, who is a, a professional, part time professional wedding officiant. Okay. Um, I had never. I don't even pay attention during weddings. Generally, I just kind of <laughs> How about space your own? out. Your own? Um, I was sort of in my own special world during mine, as you would expect. Um, and, uh, and so I don't know, I don't know from weddings. And so I asked them, you know, they said, how do you want to do this? I said, you know, set out a, like an outline, you know, make an outline, write your vows or tell me if you'd like to, if you'd like me to use traditional vows, I'm not going to be able to do that better than you can. You know, I don't know your preferences. Pick your readings. Tell me what you want me to do. I'll write some remarks. Okay. Um, and just tell me when you want some one liners. <laughs> Well, so a little bit of riffing. Yeah, just, Are just you going to be in charge of I did the some crowd. I did some crowd work. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so I, the skank patrol is here. Oh, sorry. That's the bridesmaids. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I had to, I had to like, I really had to do official wedding efficient stuff. I had to write, I wrote like a little questionnaire and sent it to them. Uh, about you know like how did you meet like when did you know that you this was the person you wanted to spend your life with like all these kind of mushy questions um and then i put together a little speech about them and their life together it was a little bit like um it was a little bit like if you've ever been to a funeral uh for someone who the minister who's administering the funeral uh, didn't actually know <laughs> they like they like get together and like they talk to a couple of people beforehand right. and write down which organizations they, they volunteered about, for yeah. Um, that was sort of what the ceremony was like, but it was a tremendous, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big stage fright guy unless I feel like I'll get stage fright, but only if I have reason to, like if I'm about to, if I'm not prepared to do something, I'll get stage fright. But if I'm, if I'm ready to go, I'm usually don't get stage fright. And I wasn't really stage fright. I just realized, holy shit, these people put me in charge of the most important thing in their lives. Right. Like wow. t- maybe they'll have children and that will surpass their wedding day. But besides that, you know, you this is really drop the ball. It's, and it is very trusting to give to a stranger, a total who, stranger who, who married you. Um, my wife's uh, grandfather married us. He's a retired judge and um, he's a wonderful man. Although he did call me by my wife's father's name twice during the ceremony. Bit of an elderly gentleman. Uh, he I'm, is. He's an older gentleman. Although we later learned uh, that he has a history of doing that, going back some twenty years, <laughs> back uh, when calling he was not people so. by the yeah when he was not that elderly. <laughs> and also, to be fair, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was sweet. It's he's a charming man. Sure, I mean, he's, absolutely. He's a little bit. He's he's sort of like a, he's sort of like a, a California like a. A Bay Area version of the sort of the uh, the minister from the Princess Bride, like he has that <laughs> he has that sweetness Love. he has that sweetness about him that's sort of impenetrable. So there's you can't really get anything to stick. When I got married, uh, the it was a friend of my husband's who uh, married us, one of his best friends, and my husband and I decided that we didn't want it to be funny. 
uh-huh. and we didn't tell uh, his buddy. Uh, and so he uh, made it uh, slightly funny. And he did a good he's a funny guy, so it all worked out. But. Here's the thing. <laughs> I wrote these remarks with the intent of not being funny. Right. Um, and I accidentally got some laughs at the beginning. And I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, these people are laughing. I did not mean for this to be well, that funny. That was because of your physical comedy. <laughs> that was because you did some of your famous Pratt falls up top. My dick was out. Okay. That's it. Just... Um, but I, I was really like, there were these things that I thought were going to be sweet that came out to the audience. The audience seemed to interpret as being funny. And I was I freaked out. And I really like... Also, the public address system was incredibly loud, so I and I had a handheld microphone, so I had to like hold it down like below my sternum and sort of whisper so that it wouldn't boom across the audience. Wow! And um, I, I no I, sound check. There was no sound check. <laughs> I was surprised by that. Um, I should have I should have asked for one. I, it didn't occur to me. I was too busy flipping out over the fact that I was about to ruin these people's <laughs> lives. Um, and I had one little kind of tiny semi joke. Uh, in in the remarks, it was sort of it wasn't like a joke joke. It was like a sort of like a oh, here's a little funny thing. Um, and I <laughs> it's about Lindsay Lohan, and, <laughs> and that was like about twenty five percent of the th- Britney Spears' second marriage. I was, did a lot of topical material, excellent, uh, but mostly it was serious. Mostly it was about Darfur. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, um, like how can we get married when there's so many horrible rapes going sure. on? Child soldiers. I waited well, how, off. How can we be happy? Do you know that Yoda also fed uh, Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> what Remember did he that? eat? Uh, there was some sort of stew happening when, uh, when huh. after a day of huh. jumping around, learning how to use the Force. Huh. He ate a Yoda stew. I kind of remember, remember a Yoda, Yoda stew. stew. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there was Yoda stew at the wedding. Actually, it was beautiful. Is that what they there's got to be some... Some, I mean, there's got to be a million websites that save the ingredients of that stew. Oh, like a cookbook. Yeah. The Star the Wars Star cookbook. Wars, yeah. it Somebody was Google that. The Amy. edible Star Wars. It was really kind of like being being part of this event was donuts. really kind of like, it was kind of overwhelming for me. Like, I really... Well, it's you because to do good. I, yeah, I really wanted to do a good job. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. Like, it was so it was so weird because it wasn't like... I was part of this community going in. And I had never done this or paid attention at a wedding, uh, even my own. Right. And so I, we, had met, we had met the couple who were just lovely people. Um, we, we had met them, and, and Jordan had, had met the, uh, uh, the groom at one point uh, briefly. And, More times than Jesse. Uh, and I had, I had emailed. It was a slight. And yet I was going yep, to say. It was a slight. Yep. We've mm-hmm. been over this. Sure. Jordan, did I mention that this was a classy wedding? Uh, making it even more of a slight. <laughs> this cleans up. You don't know. Oh, it hey, brings this up absolutely. a notch. Jordan owns a tux. Sure. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Granted, it's a novelty tux he purchased for one of his <laughs> Fuel TV pets. Sure. <laughs> um, but I, it was really like, it was really an emotional experience doing this, being up there and being in charge of this. I really, I really had to like control myself to keep from crying. I was wow. like overwhelmed. Did, did you, you get, uh, did you go to the reception afterwards? Yeah, I went to the reception. I sat with a lovely Australian couple. Mm-hmm. My wife and I sat with a lovely Australian couple. Um, Where was, were they from in Australia? If I might be so, uh, mm-hmm. Melbourne. Melbourne, Melbourne. I've been to Melbourne. Are you Australian? I I, I do accents. You don't know it, right? Because uh, nobody knows it. It's one sure. of the best kept secrets oh. in show business. Right, <laughs> is that I. 
do that. I can actually only do accents of me doing other people doing accents. Hmm. I can do Maria Bamford doing an Australian accent, <laughs> Melbourne, and that's it. I tried to see. I tried to see if the Australian couple knew who Maria was, right? Because Maria Bamford, our, our friend Maria Bamford, the great stand-up comedian, has sure. toured frequently in Australia. I rode that coattail for months. They did not. They did not. They were not familiar with Maria Bamford. However. I used my noggin. Mm-hmm, I dropped mm-hmm. Arge Barker on them, our mm, friend stand-up comedian sure. Arge Barker, a native of Marin County where my wife is from, uh, who came up in the San Francisco comedy scene. Uh, they flipped out that I knew Arge Barker. Right. Well, he's, he's continued to go. Maria hasn't been in like the last three years. Uh, Here's the thing. I toured Australia, and I had done a TV show. Uh, and then nine weeks later, because there's only four channels uh, on regular uh, Australian TV. Right. Nine weeks later, a child on the street recognized me. Wow. It was like being on the television in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, you were on that show. It was like, it was like Johnny inviting you over to the couch. Yeah. yeah it only was it, a, was, it was. A tiny child. Only uh, it was uh, Yahoo Sirius inviting you to sit next <laughs> to him in a director's chair in front of a green screen. <laughs> Which is what I assume Australian television is, probably unfairly. <laughs> sure, a lot of green screen. Um, anyway, it's pretty I, cheap. I wanted to think. I wanted to, to be thank, fair. That's mostly what American TV. I is wanted these to days. thank a guy and Mary Beth, the charming couple that that, that were married, and uh, now the Welches, and um, for involving me in that. And um, uh, they came up to me afterwards and said they felt like I was part of the family now. No, oh, come on. And that real, like, how lovely is the, what a nice thing, what an honor it was to be part of this. Like, I've never, I've never have been asked to do something like that. It was just so. It was so moving for me to do it, and um, it was really a blast. And I only fucked. I started my intro before the processional, but it turned out okay. Everything right. I didn't fuck anything else up. And, so. and there were a hundred people, much like you, at the wedding who were barely paying attention. Yeah, so, <laughs> and so it was. Um, but anyway, it was really amazing. So thanks to them. Did I they, just, wait, did they introduce you as? And now to read the thing <laughs> that was something that I Johnny Internet. That's what <laughs> I consider that I couldn't come up with. I said in my welcome remarks, I said, welcome, welcome to the, welcome to the wedding of, you know, Guy and Mary Beth. My name is Jesse Thorne. Um, and when, after I wrote my name is Jesse Thorne, there was this period of consideration where I was trying to figure out, is there some way that I can say who the fuck I am and why I'm there that doesn't make me a dick? That doesn't uh, sound like a commercial for the podcast. And you'll find a flyer on each of your tables. <laughs> yeah, like, should I give out the URL? Is that what I should be doing? Yeah. It's like, when you do a stand-up comedy show, how do you want me to bring you up? Yep. And then you uh, say this But is... I'm in charge of introducing, so there's no one so introducing me. So nobody brought me. you up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I just left it at that, and I, don't, I think most people assumed I was a priest of some kind. And, and did, what, what did they serve? What was the meal, if I might be? Were uh, there any satsumas? A pork tenderloin. A pork tenderloin. Mm. A pork tenderloin. Mm. Or, uh, or a, mm. a, a, a browned salmon of some kind. Mm. All right. This being the Pacific mm. Northwest. It was a lovely, it was a lovely event. Um, I, I enjoyed a salted caramel cupcake mm. at the end of it, which was great that for me. Great. When you mm. can't eat chocolate, you really <laughs> get excited when there's a good non-chocolate dessert available. And that was a great non-chocolate dessert. Mm. They had a lovely cake topper that featured, oh, this is, you guys are going to love this. <laughs> oh, if here you, comes look, the cake topper story. If, if you know Guy and Mary Beth, you're going to think this is hilarious. Uh, I've met, I've, I have still, you officiated wedding, his wedding. I have still hung out with him more times than you. Uh, Go ahead. There, there, there was a um, there is case of cakes. <laughs> the cake sure. topper was a big screen TV. A guy wearing a tuxedo. 
uh, slumped over on the ground in a pile of Diet Coke cans and video game controllers. Uh, there was an Xbox in the cake topper and Mary Beth uh, in a wedding dress dragging him to the wedding. Thank God. I thought you were going to say she had a strap on. No. That would have been this was very, <laughs> very inappropriate. He's passed out in a pile of cans and she's yeah. fucking him? Yeah, that I went. Sometimes I, I go dark. Yeah. I don't always. Well, it doesn't have to be dark. I mean, he could enjoy it. That might, that's he true. Could enjoy it's, they're consenting Passing adults. out in a pile, a pile of, of soda and Xbox being, and, and being dildo raped. The only, <laughs> the, only other, the only other nerd thing that happened. And again, I, I want to emphasize. I'm gonna em- they're almost certainly listening. I want to emphasize that these, this was a very... Very classy event through and through. Right. Uh, the two, <laughs> right. the two non, the two nerd moments um, were the oh, we cake topper. Also, guy works for Xbox. Guy works for Microsoft. He works for the Xbox portion of Microsoft okay. up there in Seattle and Redmond, Washington, if I'm not mistaken. And um, so there was the there was the cake topper, and because Guy works for Microsoft, uh, a project a product that they're working on is a video game called Gears of War. Sure. Um, which I gather comes out in September. Um, So there's a little free plug for Gears of War. Uh, Apparently, Gears of War... I will be talking about it later on in the podcast. That's (laughs) excellent. Apparently, Gears of War involves a giant laser gun that also has a giant uh, saw on it. Sure. Um, Why wouldn't it? Can you shoot and saw with it? Is that the deal, Jordan? Yeah, well, you know, if... uh, The saw's just going, isn't it? No, the saw is not always going. The saw is not constantly going. You can, uh, uh, you know, the gun is a gun and it shoots gun bullets. Uh, but when you're getting up close and you need to use a melee attack, sure, that's where you're going to want to activate the saw. There you go. Gotcha. So um, they they did take wedding pictures with two giant Gears of War guns. <laughs> and they did... Did apparently, you take one? Apparently the wedding coincided with... Uh, the wedding coincided with the video game awards. Mm. Um, oh, I went to... I did the... Uh, I worked at the red carpet of that. Which, for, for some reason, were hosted by Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Uh, someone course. someone called in a fucking chit on that one to get Neil Patrick Harris down to host the video game doesn't awards. Doesn't Neil Patrick Harris do a lot of like he'll do he hosts the a lot of Emmys like dork stuff though he hosted yeah, yeah. the Emmys and the uh, he was the uh, voice in the last Spider-Man game too he did a webisode of a guy I know uh, for, named Mike Upchurch uh, called Power Loafing and he was like yeah I'll come and uh, they were like do you, can you match my day rate and he's like yeah and and it was it's it's just like an office like the office kind of yeah. uh, situation uh-huh. and um and he played uh, he played a, a, a visiting boss and nailed it because yeah. he's uh, Neil Patrick Harris. He's excellent. It turns he's, out. Yeah. he's very sure. good. But I think I think uh, he almost saves that television program he's on. Uh, How I Met yeah. Your Mother. Sure. Well, he saves his scenes. Yeah. He saves the lines that he says. Sure. Uh, not unlike Jason Siegel in that sense. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah, I think Neil Patrick Harris does a lot of like covert geek stuff. Okay. So well, make sure he's got his hand in a lot of pies. They, uh, they uh, some of some of uh, the grooms, uh, some of the grooms' coworkers who work closely with him had to be at the video game awards, mm. um, which had been scheduled after the wedding had been scheduled. Sure. And so they were taking these to send to the guys in that were at the video oh, game funny. awards and couldn't be there. And they did take they took a joke picture of them cutting the cake. Uh, with, with the song, with the song. Awesome. yeah, it was really sweet. But it was nice because it was nice because uh, I don't think that the bride is a nerd, right? Um, I mean, she probably is a nerd because uh, she's a doctor, 
Um, and you can't become a doctor without and, being and at least somewhat of a nerd. And you can't marry into that sort of world but without she's not being a, on board. She's not a... Um, to some extent. She's not a, like, a reading Star Trek novels nerd. Yeah. Um, she's, yeah, she's probably just, like, studious she's and just maybe... studious and thoughtful and bright. Yeah, probably she's maybe enjoys person, a scientist. documentaries. <laughs> she, was certainly, she was certainly dubious of me when she first met me. <laughs> um, but uh, she, those were... They just little moments, little moments in there. I was gratified... That I wasn't, that I didn't have to like go to like a Renaissance fair wedding or something like that. Do you know uh, when uh, my husband makes video games for a living and he worked at PlayStation when we got married and uh, God of War two and three? There you go. That's no. he, that, that's his famous thing that he worked on. But um, what did he, what did he do on those? Um, he was he's a level designer, but he I don't mm. think he did level design on either of those. I don't. I, I think he came in late to two and did cameras. Okay, and then um, on three. I don't know. I don't know what he did. Those are two great games. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, they're sort of the only games that anyone knows what the heck they are. But his buddy, and he's a huge gamer. He's a to be fair. I know what Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle is. (laughs) As does he. That's awesome. Great Game Boy game. (laughs) And but his buddy who who handed him the the rings when we were getting married. uh, There were four rings on the on the pillow (laughs) of the thing, and two of them were Green Lantern rings. Oh God! Uh, He's like, pick pick one of these. Pick one of these rings. And uh, and the rings that we actually did end up we had made they're <laughs> they're uh, they're elven rings. Um, oh my god! They're 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 based wow. on the from uh, LOTR from LOTR. Lord I'm of the not rings saying I rings. wouldn't do that kind of wedding. I'm not above that. It was amazing to be <laughs> invited be to be part of that. Yeah. But um, well, I don't know. That's the thing we discussed earlier. That speaking of nerds, Kevin Smith, uh, the charming celebrity nerd uh, of Los Angeles, has been charging five thousand dollars for weddings. I don't know. I, I'm thinking about getting in the business. Forty nine ninety five. That's what I'm charging. <laughs> sure. Buy land. Uh, <laughs> and you'll, you'll re-detail their car, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for Kevin Smith, Jordan. Yeah. We should have a wedding off. Down. Do you think Kevin Smith would have a wedding off with I us? I don't think he would acknowledge us publicly. No, I don't think he would either. I think that's, He's much too successful. Ideally, he would, he would have a wedding off or some sort of off with us, but uh, yeah, I think it we're... It seems unlikely. I think we are... A we are, jorts off, we are possibly. barnacles on his hull. I don't think you could beat him in a jorts off. Oh, no way, man. What's a jort? Uh, it's a jean short. Oh, oh, the oh, like jeggings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Jorts. I want to be clear. When I say that I'm got that I've got Kevin Smith in my sights and I'm ready to take him down, I don't not care for Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith seems like a great guy. Sure. I just want to make that clear. I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to start a feud with Kevin Smith just because I'm going to take him down and I'm going to take over his wedding business. Why do you think we've done so much wedding stuff lately? Because we're we're guys that have a real emotional core. That's beautiful. No, you don't. appeal. We really no, but that's not true. <laughs> why are you doing so much wedding stuff? <laughs> Jordan's like... I, I, I understand, I Jordan, ins- why you were not hired for this gig. <laughs> no, we don't. I no. looked inside my emotional course, says Jordan, and all I found was this ball of twine. <laughs> <laughs> it was glowing. And then he just starts playing with the twine. Sure. Yep, 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 yep. I think it's nice. Don't you think this? No, no. I think it's no. Sure, I like it all. I like it all. And I'm the say yes to the dress of podcasting. (laughs) We totally (laughs) are. No, no. I like it all, and I'm. I'm. I definitely. uh, I definitely feel super honored that uh, that uh, you've been invited uh, to look after the guest book at that wedding in Nebraska. Sure, absolutely. Um, But yeah, no, no. I, I, I'm. uh, I have nothing but warm feelings for Nate and Jenny, and it's great that you got to do this. But I don't know. Does it seem like there's just a a sort of zeitgeisty thing happening? Are weddings in? What is it's what's 
what do you think the reason we for just, all this wedding stuff is? Uh, isn't our demographic just wedding aged? Yeah, I mean, I'm part? sure that's I'm, I'm, that's probably just as we're looking. I mean, our yeah, demo's yeah. eighteen to thirty four for the most part. Sure, you got your outliers. You got your teens. Those people are getting married all the time. You got your children who shouldn't <laughs> be allowed to listen to our program. Yeah. You got your older folks who are hip to what the young kids are into. Sure, your cool kids. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Your Janie. Janie from the forum. She's over 34, just okay. barely. Sure. Uh, but she's a, she's a cool kid. She likes to keep her finger on the pulse. Yep. That's, that's okay. what's going on. That's okay. Got a but lot I'm of, saying we've never done like weddings. Got a lot of 27-year-olds on the listening sure. to the program. Well, what about when the, what about when the, uh, the Rockets came on? They were about to get married. Oh, yeah. We gave them the name The Rockets. By the way, they were on the, Jordan, uh, the Judge John Hodgman podcast oh. this week. I gave, them, I gave them the business. Sure. I had to give them the business. They came on our program for a segment where uh, Jordan and I named something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the rule is, if you come on the segment, you have to, you have to uh, go by what we decide the thing should be named. <laughs> they, just, uh, they were getting married and wanted to choose a new, ne- new surname. We suggested Rocket, R-O-C-K-I-T. Wow. Um, and they did go? not use it. They did not use it. You know what? I like that they stood up for themselves. Uh, no, good for it's bullshit. You. No, yeah. you call bullshit they should have stood that? up for it's themselves. It's a waste of our time. It's a waste of our time. That, that our time true. is valuable. Look, I get paid four thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars to conduct a <laughs> wedding. I am a successful wedding officiant slash public radio host slash television host slash podcaster, and I'm a guy with a lot of interests. <laughs> we'll be back so. in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Jackie Cation, stand up comics sitting down. How about that? That's okay. <laughs> I know it. It's fair. I'm going to go home and I'm going to write. Yeah, and, uh, you got to write. You got to keep a journal. Sure. <laughs> got to do your pages every day. Oh, the pages. Jackie, I can't do the pages. if you do not do your pages, how this are is, you going to capture your ideas? This is my artist date. Yeah. This is right here. I'm having an artist date. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, look, here's the situation. Uh, our friends from uh, the uh, Warner Brothers Cable Company uh, have broke my internet today. Mm. So uh, I didn't have any internet all day, so I didn't really screen any calls. Uh, so we're not going to have any calls on this week's program. Sorry, I know it's your favorite part of the show, everybody. Um, but we had that nice, we had that nice conversation. How's that for a fucking momentous occasion? Somebody, sure. Somebody asked somebody to marry them, and she oh. said yes. That's beautiful. It was beautiful. This is a, this is a show is about taking a second for something beautiful. Yeah. All right. Monkeys, hot tub monkeys. Sure. Tiny those, deers. Those tiny deer. Satsumas. Yeah. Satsumas. The, the sweet dumpling squash, people. Don't forget about it. Oh. Sweet dumpling Come squash. On. Cut it in Are half, kidding? scoop it out, bake it. It doesn't need butter, doesn't need sugar, nothing. Wow. Nom, nom, nom. It has, like a Muppet. It has God's butter on it. Dumpling <laughs> it does have. squash. Yeah, and don't get tricked by the kernel. Um, hey, listen, uh, I know that we... I, I'm holding off on announcing guests at MaxFunCon, and I'll tell you why. People have been asking me why haven't you announced the guests. Uh, partly it's because I want to have... There are no guests this year. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be the two of you. It's just... Well, we got a song and dance act we've been putting together. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't afford a band, so we're just going to make horn sounds. <laughs> Bring um, your iPod. Yeah, exactly. Put it on shuffle. Watch the magic happen. <laughs> um, it's, it's partly just because I, I kind of like... Um, I would rather have the people at Max FunCon be people that are there for Max FunCon rather than people that are there just to see... Dolph Whoever. Lundgren. 
Shit. Oh, oh fuck, Jordan! Oh, Giant boy. reveal. Oh, boy. Just don't tell him about Statham. Oh, Jesus! <sighs> Expendables reunion. Oh, okay, fuck. you know what? <laughs> Guys, spilling the beans, Max FunCon, Expendables reunion. Oh, have yeah. I ever told that story of when I went to the Expendables thing and I heard Sylvester Stallone talking about future Expendables movies he wants to make? No. Wow. No. Well, remind me to tell about that next time. It's hilarious. Okay. Um, so, uh, but I will, and the other reason is because, uh, we're not, we haven't booked everybody at MaxFunCon. It's sure. a long way away. And the reality is that when you, when you're not, uh, when you're not offering people that college gig money, sure. uh, sometimes, sometimes people have to wait until a little closer to be able to commit to something that essentially doesn't pay. <laughs> right, right. So, there's um, a nice bungalow in But that's a little bit of a spoiler. Uh we are asking people who do the college circuit. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, is Kyle coming? What? Kyle Canane. Cease. 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 Sure. Huge college guy. Canane. Cease. Um, Cease. Yeah, we we got all the college guys. Um uh we got that Tosh.0 guy. Sure. Sure. You got a uh, everybody collegehumor.com. Did you guys know Tosh.0 is a huge hit? Huge, yeah. huge hit. Most successful show on that network. What's, right? Why is that? I mean, look, I mean, Daniel Tosh is a funny stand-up comic. I'm, I'm not. This isn't about me hating Daniel Tosh. I just don't understand why that is a is a hit show. Right. It's not anything, it's, right? Well, because it's America's funniest home videos. Yeah, it's easy. That's all but it is. To be fair, I I watched it in its original. I watched it in the first couple episodes, and I'm like, well, here's the end of TV. Like fuck this, uh, right. but then I rewatched recently, and it has gotten really, really funny. Oh, he great! Is, he's really funny on. Well, he's it. a funny he guy. He is super snarky. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody nails. Like I've seen him work a crowd, and and, and I talked to Joel McHale in person the other day, and that almost almost uh, blew my mind. The amount of snark, just the, the amount of amount casual of snark. Casual I did too. Snark. I talked to Joel McHale once too, and 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 was pretty pretty blown away by how said, he maintains that tone. And I want to be clear that he was really nice to me. I was going to say uh, every time I've talked to Joel McHale uh, twice, uh, he has uh, been nothing except for super sweet. Well, that's the thing. Like, but you feel like he hates you. Really, <laughs> it's not really about him not being nice. He was it's very he was very nice to me. It's his tone. You feel like he either is eviscerating you or is about to eviscerate you with just an offhand remark at any moment. He's also very handsome, which intimidated me. Right. Right. He does have regular yeah, features. Yeah, it's muscles, too. Right, right. He's, he seems to have been he's done like a sit-up totally, or two. He's yoked. Um, anyway. Oh, well, uh, I just want to finish this thought about Tosh.0. No, yeah. uh, it's recent few episodes uh, are really funny. And all the little supplemental things they do for the internet videos are really, really clever and oh, inventive. Uh, that being said, it fucking sucks that that's what TV shows are now. <laughs> uh, spoken as someone who... Spoken uh, as someone who makes their primary living on doing that exact kind of thing. And if someone wants to give me a show like that, I'll fucking take <laughs> it. Also do that. Yeah. Uh, hey, I know. I've taken that show. Sure. I enjoy working on it. Sure. I encourage uh, people to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, nothing, you know, yeah, that genre of TV will continue to employ people at our level for the next sure. 20 years, probably. God bless it. Also, fuck that. <laughs> um, I will sell out in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, but, but uh, I think maybe Tosh maybe unfairly gets roped in with the Dane Cook 
Yeah, no, I think he's a very funny He's genuinely talented in the show. Uh, Dane Cook has has some talent, too. But but Daniel Tosh is genuinely a very funny guy. Yeah, and that show is is a great version of that, where that could be just so fucking lazy. And, like, look at Nutshot number eight. Right, he could have phoned it in easily. Yeah, and and it would probably still be a huge hit. It would be a huge hit. It is disappointing that it it outnumbers, you know, Colbert and and John Stewart. absolutely. But that's just because that's disappointing. Yeah. I want to circle back here. Easy to watch. And say that... While I am not inclined to announce any of the guests at Max FunCon, Jackie Cation uh, has kindly agreed to join us at, at Max I Fun will be Con, coming so. to Matt, Max FunCon. I'm going to have the maximum fun that I can have at a con. Oh, it's right going to be, well, wait until you meet Dr. Cocktail, my friend. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I've heard good things. I've heard yeah. good things. But guys, um, we've said, we've said Cation. Yeah. Pollock. Yeah. Cation Pollock. Cocktail, I guess. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think if Ted has confirmed... I I can't his name Dr. Ted Cocktail. <laughs> um I can't imagine that he he's not working? coming back. Yeah, how could he, he be? He is working? he is invited. Well, he actually does have uh he he works in television production. His his most notable credit is uh that he drew all of the dicks for Superbad. Huh? Uh, yeah. That's just good writing. Um Cation Pollock Cocktail. <laughs> cocktail. Max Funcon. Show up. Um, but we've got some, we've got some really cool, we've got some really cool people booked that I haven't announced yet. Some favorites coming back, et cetera, et cetera. But, but you Jackie wait till will it's be closer, joining right? us. Yeah. We'll wait, wait till it's closer. closer. Wait, wait until probably early in, early in 2011, we'll, we'll announce the guests. But, uh, what I, well, the reason I mentioned that besides that you're sitting here is, uh, at last count, uh, six beds remaining for Max FunCon. Mm. Uh, six beds. There will be a waiting list. And in the past we have managed to get in. Uh, uh, at least some to most of the people on the waiting list. Uh, some last year, most the year before. Um, but all I'm saying is, if you're waiting for something on Max FunCon, do it. One of our momentous occasions was going to be uh, this this kind woman who asked me if she should wait uh, until she got a new job uh, or just do it now. And I told her, like, well, you know, I, I can't really hold it for you, like, Best of luck with getting a new job. She ended up getting the job and, and getting a ticket. But now's the time to get a ticket if you're going to get a ticket, is all I'm saying. All you're saying, do it. I mean, you know, Go maybe back. maybe the last five tickets will <laughs> last three months. I don't know. but Do you remember so, um, there's this episode of Murphy Brown where Wallace Shawn played uh, <laughs> this guy who was like an Andy Rooney who just did like um, commentaries <laughs> And his thing was, his catchphrase was, and that's all's I know. <laughs> and he said, like, he'd always say that. And that guy, and Jim Dial was super mad at him because he was more popular. Like, Jim Dial was the serious newsman. Right. right. And they wanted Wallace Shawn to be on every episode of the show. And then he got so, he was just really, really mad that Wallace Shawn's catchphrase was, that's all's I know. And they had this big breakdown. <laughs> He's like, it's not all's I know. It's all I know. Very funny. Murphy Brown. <laughs> Murphy Brown, my only acting credit. Really? What <laughs> yeah. were you on Murphy Brown? An airport she cop. She played Wallace Sean. Look at me. Oh, okay. Uh, this is an airport cop to every ca- casting director yeah. in the world. And if anyone wants to make that TSA sitcom, let's do it, people. Sure. Let's go. Um, anyway, Jackie, we're looking forward to having you at Max Fun Con. Thanks for having me. It's uh, going to be fun. Your uh, internet, radio, and podcast program. Are you still streaming this thing? It's streaming. It's happening. We uh, got 213 episodes uh, in archive, and you, then we got a dozen that are brand new, pre-recorded, crystal clear, mm. sweet. You're talking Just, about the, this is the you're talking about Dork Forest situation. Yes, yeah, DorkForest.com. Dorks, as in nerds and geeks and and whatnot. Or the part of a 
uh, what is it? A whale's penis. Whale's penis, yeah. yeah. A whale or a dolphin. The history of the word dork. No. I didn't know that. Um, well, Jackie, it's been a real pleasure. Do you have any, do you, are you, I, I know you are, are sometimes on the road performing stand-up comedies. I, are there I any dates sets, people can see you? I have sets all over LA until uh, New Year's and then I'm doing a split week with uh, the, the genius that is Maria Bamford. Uh, I'm doing half Whew. the week where I close and, and the, and the important part of the weekend, uh, she'll be closing <laughs> and that'll be fine. I'm, uh, happy to be doing uh, Cap City in Austin, Texas. Hey. hey, that's a big, that's a big Jordan Jesse go town. Sure. That's, it's a great town. It's a really great town. The, the comedy club is in one of the weirdest strip malls I've ever seen in my I, life. You know what? I've got some important news for Austin. Yeah. Uh, if you don't go see Jackie Cation and Maria Bamford, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> Yeah, you've lost your tiny minds. Yeah. Feel free to save me from uh, the only walking distance uh, restaurant uh, around the uh, club, which is an Applebee's. <laughs> so you're asking Jordan Jesse, go listeners, to take you out for dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or to bring you food to the club. <laughs> Someone bring me a sandwich. Turkey, Be careful. Little Swiss. People, <laughs> I might people find some will bring you. you a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, I hope the chicken. Bring then. bring Jackie Cation something. Go see Jackie <laughs> and Maria. Were you saying nice chicken salad? What are what are the dates Ooh, we're like looking it. at? This is the week leading up to New Year's? Right, right. So I believe I get there the 29th. I'm doing the 29-30. Maria's doing 31. Uh, or I think I'm doing 28-29. She's doing 30-31. There's, there's no better place to be those four days in Austin, Texas than the Cap City Comedy Club. And I want every person in Austin to tell me that uh, they're a live music town. Yeah. Because I, I don't know that enough. Really? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard that. Hey, how about this? Bring, bring our friend Jackie Cation a nice brisket. <laughs> how about a brisket, right? You like a brisket. I like a brisket. I'm not made of stone. Um, <laughs> I would I would uh, like to thank um, I'd like to thank Meredith and Jeremy who sent us some lovely cookies. There's a few if you guys would like one after yeah. the show. Um, I would like to thank uh, our friend Katie Spence. Uh, uh, the very lovely Katie Spence of uh, Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, who sent us some uh, delicious uh, pecans, no. some candied pecans. You guys are like the firemen of the 70s. You're getting free food from uh, Yeah. <laughs> Look up. I was trying to figure out what the fuck the firemen <laughs> of the 70s yeah, that, meant. I'm sorry. I went, uh, I went old school on you. It's um, a- well, candy, those, those candied pecans are delicious. Say it. And sounds gone? good. Um, and we, we've, we've just uh, thank you to everyone who's, who's sent us things recently. We've gotten some Christmas cards and shit. Oh, nice. Very kind of everyone who's been sending yeah, us yeah, stuff. I'm sorry that sure. I didn't keep a careful list, but, uh, our, our sincere thanks. And, uh, we'll talk to you next oh, time. Oh, wait, uh, can I oh, say, yeah. uh, speaking of Seattle. Oh, God damn it. Speaking this of Seattle. Yeah, oh, get ready. You're going down. Oh, get ready to fucking eat it. Get ready to eat it. All right. Seattle. This Friday the 17th at Shorty's <laughs> at 8 o'clock, the greatest Max Fun meetup of all time will happen. Uh, come on by if there's room to get in. Get there early because it's going to fill up with awesome partying. Jackie, that was my impression of what people are going to be doing if they show up to Jordan's bullshit meetup. Yeah, because they're too tired from all the partying we're going to do. Because they're that's too them, tired. That's from... them around is it 8 a.m. the what next of, day. What kind of meeting is Jordan's it? Is it Robert, just going gonna... to... Got a gavel? What's going to happen with the meeting? <laughs> we're just going to hang out and have a great time. Oh, so the meeting, you're talking, it's just a gathering. It's a meetup. It's a meetup. Yeah, we're well, meeting sounds... up. If there's wings, like people, people want your beer. Yeah, no, I think the yes, I think the bar has has is a plentiful bar snacks. Nobody's come to your fucking meetup, Jordan. So many people, Why? awesome people, celebrities. No celebrities are coming. Certain to you. Seattle celebrities, celebrities will Jordan, come. I was in Seattle. Okay, yeah, I talked to Seattle celebrity. 
Luke Burbank. <laughs> I had lunch with Seattle celebrity Luke Burbank. Luke Burbank happens to have tickets to the Nutcracker the night of your little meetup. Luke Burbank Maybe was Ursula like... Maybe Ursula Le Guin will come. She lives in Seattle. Oh, great. I'll take Maybe her. Maybe Sir Mix-a-Lot will come. <laughs> Mud Honey. <laughs> Maybe we'll be there. I don't know. Um, if so they can get in. Jordan, nobody's going to come. This is December 17th, sure. 8 p.m. <laughs> at Shorty's in Seattle that no one is going to come to. I predict more people are going to come. More Jordan Jesse Go fans are going to be at Jackie and, and Maria's shows oh. in Austin, Texas. Well, let's just see. Yeah. All right. Throw down. You're not even going to have a celebrity. The close. You're not even going to have a celebrity like I had in Washington, D.C. You know what I had? Hmm. I had black people that like the Beastie Boys. <laughs> that's pretty good. That I is know. Unique. I that, bet I will have a cooler a person rarity. than that, though. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.